Hello everybody and welcome to Time Out with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Tory. We are already on to week six of the high school football season. Crazy to believe it. Uh, you know, typically we'd be talking about playoff berths uh, being clinched this week. You know, the under the old system, six wins and you're in. Uh, it's changed this year. No guaranteed berths for anyone. Uh, but it would be safe to say, I think if you're 6-0 and after this week, I think uh, you've got to be feeling pretty good about your chances still. But a whole new ball game. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, fixed divisions this year. Teams already preset in divisions. Uh, use the MHSA website for a little more information and check out Snooze to Use Projected Brackets. A lot of exciting stuff going on uh, kind of throughout the area. So we'll start our previews this week. Uh, with the CSAA Gold, we've got four games in that conference, and we'll start with the Battle of M37, Grant against Nuego. Grant 2-3, and three, Nuego 1-4. and four. Uh, Grant, one of those two wins is a forfeit win. Both of these teams have struggled at times this year. Um, offense, really a premium. Grant, just 40 points. Nuego, though, 105. I'll give the slight edge to the, Vi or the uh, Lions of Nuego. Uh, Grant Harkness, he's been playing really well since he took over at the quarterback position. Uh, he's got 10 total touchdowns, 7 passing. And uh, Remy Wells has continued to play well with 5 receiving touchdowns. Grant's offense finally uh, come into life in the last couple weeks. Brady Jacobs now has 4 scores as they beat Fremont last week for their first win on the field. Uh, but ultimately I think Nuego will be too much in this game. Game number two, Tri-County against Fremont. Tri-County 4-1. Fremont still looking for that first win at 0-5. I think this should be a handle, uh, quite a handy victory here for Tri-County. Uh, I just think they're a much better football team. Uh, you've got all sorts of weapons. Trent Barronwald, Nate Lavelle, Tyler Tompkins. Uh, Stuart Gold had a touchdown last week, getting back on the board his second of the year. Uh, I think this is going to be an opportunity for this team to score a lot of points and bounce back. Uh, they shook off that loss to Reed City 18-12, to and they're still alive in the title chase. Going to need a little help, uh, but, but definitely within striking distance with a few weeks to play. Uh, Fremont, meanwhile, does have Justin Durheimer, who is uh, tied for the conference lead in rushing touchdowns, but I don't think it'll be enough, uh, enough for the Packers. Game number three. Pitts Big Rapids against Chippewa Hills. Uh, Big Rapids also in that tie at 3-1 in conference play. I think this is going to be a big-time blowout as well. Chip 0-5, just 21 points on the year. Logan Davis, their quarterback, has scored all three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Big Rapids offense is a lot of fun. They have 136 points, which is good for third in the conference, uh, just behind Tri-County and Reed City. Will Strickler is a heck of a player. He leads the league in both passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. Uh, he is tied with Durkheimer, who we just mentioned from Fremont a little bit ago. Uh, but nine passing touchdowns leads the CSAA gold. Uh, Jamal Strickland leads the conference in receiving touchdowns with seven. This is just a dynamic duo. These two are a lot of fun playing together. Uh, Justin Gorchowicz, uh, he's got three rushing touchdowns as well for the Cardinals. I really like this offense, and uh, I think they should be able to have zero problem with the Warriors. Finally, we've got Reed City against Central Montcalm. This is going to be an exciting game. So I tell you what, you look at the remaining schedule for Reed City, this is kind of it. So after this, Reed City will take on Nuego, and they'll take on Fremont. Two games they should be rather uh, large favorites in. So if anyone is going to catch Central Montcalm, uh, would have to be the only team that can catch Reed City and prevent a championship uh, running away for the Coyotes. So right now you look at the standings and 
Big Rapids, Tri-County, and Central Montcalm 3-1. Reed City 4-0. Uh, a lot of a lot of to play for if Central Montcalm can get this victory. I think this can be a great game, a back-and-forth battle. Uh, but ultimately, I'm going to give a slight edge to Reed City. I'll go with the Coyotes uh, by a score or even just a little less. I think that ultimately they're able to pull this one out. Uh, Bryson Hughes has been exciting, uh, making plays on the ground. And in the return game, Seth Jackson. And I'll tell you what, Xavier Allen's thrown for six touchdowns. You haven't seen that the past few years for Reed City. Uh, but the Coyotes are stepping it up through the air. Moving on to the CSAA Silver now. Uh, we've got Holton versus Kent City. Uh, Kent City hasn't played in a couple weeks. Some COVID issues for them. Uh, I think they bounce back, though, and get a win against Holton, assuming that they're at full strength. Hesperia versus Morley Stanwood. I think that one should go to Morley Stanwood rather easily. Hesperia has struggled this year, just 59 points on offense. Armando Escobillo, he's been good. He's got five touchdowns, uh, but that's about it for the uh, for the Panthers. And finally, Lakeview versus White Cloud. Uh, Lakeview, I tell you what, they surprised me uh, two weeks ago, putting 49 points up on Hesperia, and last week put up 28 against Holton. So their offense is turning the corner. Uh, White Cloud, on the other hand has now lost two in a row. They lost to Holton and Morley Stanwood. I'm going to go with uh, White Cloud in a close game here. The Indians are still 3-2 and two this year, and uh, I think that they're able to move that record to 4-2 and two on Friday night. The next conference uh, on the preview sh show here will be the SMAC, uh, the Southwestern Michigan Athletic Conference. A couple games we'll be looking at down there. Uh, we'll start with the St. Joseph Bears. They are a perfect 5-0. and They'll take on Portage Central 3-2. and So if you look at the standings in this conference, St. Joe's 4-0, Portage Central and Stevensville Lakeshore 3-1, and Ladder Creek Lakeview 2-1, and everyone else with a losing record. Uh, so this is one of the few teams that might have a chance at the Bears, but I'll tell you what, this is a really talented Bears team. I think that, I mean, they're, they're no joke. Uh, I know they played Okemos, who's a really uh, kind of an inferior opponent last week, but it was 75 nothing. Uh, it was a really impressive showing by St. Joe. They have just dominated offensively, outscoring their opponents 221 to 65. I think they're gonna they're in for a good game here. Portage Central's defense is good. They've given up just 82 points in five games, but they've struggled offensively, just scoring 98. Uh, I'm gonna go with St. Joe in a close one against Portage Central. Uh, elsewhere in this conference, Portage Northern steps out of league. Uh, they'll take on River Rouge. That'll be a tough game. The 2-3 and three Huskies, two-game win streak, uh, defeated Matawan last week, but River Rouge comes in 3-0, and uh, losses to Warren, or 3-2 rather, losses to Warren De La Salle and Cleveland St. Ignatius. I think River Rouge uh, just a slight edge in that game, but it looks like uh, the Huskies are kind of turning the corner there, so something to follow as we continue into smack play. Uh, I will also go with Battle Creek Lakeview over Kalamazoo Central. I will go with uh, Grand Ledge over Matawan in a non-conference game, and I will go a close victory for Stevensville Lakeshore against Battle Creek Central. Uh, shout out to a fellow loyal listener, Carly Dubert and uh, Jimmy Gathright, some Stevensville Lakeshore Lancers uh, fans and alums. Over in the Interstate 8 Conference, Hastings uh, took one on the chin last week, lost to Parma Western by 10 or 11. This week they'll battle back against Penfield. Uh, I think this is a good bounce back opportunity for them. Uh, they should be able to get a win. Penfield coming in at 2 and 3. Uh, it's going to be tough for somebody to take down Lumen in this league. Uh, you look at the remaining schedule for Lumen Christie, they've got Harper Creek, Penfield, 
in Parma Western. Uh, Harper Creek maybe could get them this week, three and one, uh, but then Parma Western two and two, Penfield one and three. Uh, looks like the Titans should have a good chance at the title. Hastings, meanwhile, uh, they still have to play Coldwater in that regular season finale uh, of the Interstate Eight loop. So uh, definitely not a gimme for even second place uh, for the Saxons. But I do think they get a win here. Uh, T.J. Russell, one of my favorite players, he's got seven touchdowns this year, and Robbie Slaughter's got nine. Uh, this is just that patented uh, Hastings rushing attack, and I think they get the job done against Penfield. In the TVC Central, uh, over on the east side of the state, we'll look at the Freeland Falcons. They also took a tough loss last week. Losing to Frankenmuth this week, they'll battle back with Bay City John Glenn. Uh, the Bobcats three and two. Freeland coming in with that four and one record after suffering that first tough defeat. Uh, they're going to have their hands full here with Wyatt Wyroski. Uh, he had seven passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns so far. And Carson Dabrowski's caught six of those touchdowns. A, a lethal duo for the Bobcats. Wyroski is a true threat offensively. But you look at Freeland. And this is a multifaceted team. You've got Garrett Pistro. Uh, he's really been able to tote the ball well with seven rushing touchdowns. And Bryson Huckabee, uh, 11 total touchdowns, eight through the air. Uh, Alex Dooley, a reliable target with four receiving touchdowns. I do like this Freeland team. I think they're able to make some noise uh, in Division Five in the playoffs now that they'll avoid Frankenmuth. But uh, I, I think they get it done here as well. I think that they're able to beat... Uh, John Glenn. So speaking of Frankenmuth, they'll take on Bridgeport this week, and yikes, folks, this one could be ugly. Frankenmuth is looking like a real contender uh, in the playoffs. Bridgeport, meanwhile, has been outscored 44 to 100, uh, 213. Uh, I expect Frankenmuth to turn on the running clock in this game. Uh, should be a rather easy victory for the Eagles. Uh, give me Swan Valley over Birch Run in a close game, and give me Essexville Garber over Elma. Uh, in the Tri-Valley West 2, we've got the St. Louis Sharks. Uh, they'll take on Ithaca. This one is for the lead in the conference. Both teams are 2-0. Uh, the St. Louis Sharks have been a fun team to follow this season. Kind of my first season on the St. Louis Sharks beat uh, after they played a couple teams here on the west side. Just continue to follow the Sharks this year. Uh, they've got Ignatius Jackson with 11 rushing touchdowns, uh, 13 touchdowns in total. He's kind of the one that stirs the drink for this team, and I think he's going to have another big game. But ultimately, how do you pick against Ithaca? I mean, you talk about a program with some pedigree. Uh, 187 to 113, they've outscored their opponents this year. They do have two losses. Uh, they lost to Hudson in their opener. Hudson is a perfect 5-0, though. Many think that they're a uh, state title contender for kind of the first time since those dominating runs of the 1970s. Standish Sterling, their other loss for Ithaca, and they're 4-1. So definitely not anything to shake their head at. Two really good uh, really good opponents they lost to. And on the flip side, they beat Valley Lutheran, Novell Catholic, and Bullet Creek. Not world beaters, uh, but impressive performances nonetheless, giving up just eight points in two conference games. I'm going to go with Ithaca here, uh, closer than many will think, but ultimately the Yellow Jackets will get the victory. Final 11-man game, Grand Valley Christian uh, will host uh, the Tri-State Christian Kings Crusaders this week. Uh, they're a 3-2 and two club. Grand Valley Christian is 4-1. and one. I'll tell you what, people do not talk about some of the weapons on this team. Uh, put together the area leaders. And uh, top five in passing touchdowns is Lex Underhill. Uh, he's a transfer from Grand River Prep. He's got 12 passing touchdowns this year, uh, three rushing scores. And the number two touchdown receiving uh, player in the entire area is Jay Sean Hughes. 
He has eight receiving touchdowns. I talked to Coach Brian Schaefer. Uh, he made a position change within the wide receiver department, uh, kind of moving from the edge to the slot, and it's paid off. He's been a dynamic playmaker this year uh, for the Patriots. I think that this offense is just uh, a little a little too tough. They create a lot of mismatches, and I think it'll be tough for anybody to stop them. And defensively, they've been on quite a roll now. Uh, last week was a shootout versus Calumet Christian, 46 to 44. Uh, but before that, three games with six or fewer points allowed. Uh, I'm going to go with Grand Valley Christian to win this game. Eight-man football now. Quickly, we transition to the Tri-River Conference, where uh, Britain-Deerfield continues their hot run, but they'll be out of conference play this week as they take on Weberville. I think this should be an absolute route for Britain-Deerfield, uh, and it all starts with Nico Johnson. He's got 76 total points this year, 11 rushing touchdowns, and six passing touchdowns. The dude can't be stopped. He is a monster. Uh, tons of fun to watch, and he's got great supporting players like Mason Mueller and uh, Nick Wayne, Tristan Johnson as well. Go with Britton Deerfield. Big uh, non-conference game, Oakland Christian versus Vandercook Lake. Uh, Vandercook pulled out all the stops last week. They dropped a 72-point uh, thrashing on Concord. But uh, Oakland Hills, I, you know what? When they put this league together, I have no idea why they didn't even just put Oakland Hills in there. Uh, the Lancers are independent, and they've played teams in this league back-to-back -back weeks now. So they're going to end up playing three of the five or four of the five teams in this league. They play Concord in late October. The other one they don't play is Maple Valley. It seems like it would have been a great natural addition uh, to this conference, perhaps an expansion candidate next year. I'll go with Oakland Christian, though, to defeat the Jayhawks in uh, a bit of a shootout. Give me Maple Valley over New Buffalo. And in a conference battle, uh, North Point Christian should be able to defeat Concord. I'm kind of excited to see what happens here. Concord's defense has given up a lot of points this year. Uh, in five games, they have yielded 225, but their offense has been good. Tyler Carpenter's got 16 total touchdowns. Makai Wingfield has caught all seven of Carpenter's passing touchdowns. North Point, meanwhile, really spreads the ball out in their game so far. They've had seven players combined for 19 rushing scores. Uh, I'll go with the Mustangs in a close game. Looking at the South Southwestern Michigan 8-Man Football League, uh, first in Division One, Martin will take on Eau Claire. That's actually a crossover matchup. Martin's amazing. I mean, this is a great team. They shut out uh, Bloomingdale last week 62-0. They're now up 288-18 to on their opponents. Uh, I think this is another big win over against the Beavers. I'll tell you what, I thought Eau Claire was going to roll through New Buffalo last week, made that mistake, New Buffalo. Uh, clearly a surprise. We'll talk about them in a moment. But Martin, uh, they're one of my favorite teams to uh, make a huge run here in the playoffs in eight-man. They'll be in Division One, assuming they make it. They're already a 5-0. and oh. uh, You look at the projected bracket from snooze to you, uh, I think that there's no reason that they can at least get to the semifinals where they'd run into defending state champ Adrian Lenaway Christian, uh, who took them last down last year, or potentially a team like Britton Deerfield, um, who we just talked about. Elsewhere in this conference, uh, Menden, another great club. They'll take on Marcellus. Menden 4-1, and one, just that tough loss to Bridgman. Uh, Marcellus took one on the chin last week versus Fenville. I was surprised with that. They lost 38-27, to 27, a great performance by the Blackhawks. Uh, I'm going to go with Menden here as well. I think that I think they're just going to be a little bit too much. Uh, you've got a great dual threat approach in Chris Dupree and Evan Lukeman. Uh, Lukeman, 14 rushing touchdowns, Dupree, 11. Lukeman has 12 two-point conversions as well. This team just scores. I mean, they're, they are getting the job done. I'll go with Menden uh, in, a, in a big game, and that'll set up, hopefully, set up a huge uh, game that's probably for the conference championship. 
on October 8th between Martin and Menden. Uh, elsewhere in this league, give me Goebbels over Wyoming Lee. The Rebels are returning to, uh, the Legends, rather, sorry, are uh, returning to play this year. Their first game of the season should be exciting to have them back on the gridiron. Uh, but we've seen that a couple times this year. It's tough to get going late in the year. Uh, I will go with Goebbels there to pick up their second win of the season. And uh, Bloomingdale versus Fenville. I'll tell you what, Bloomingdale did not have the numbers last week. Got embarrassed by Martin. Uh, Fenville on a two-game win streak. Now they've defeated Goebbels and Marcellus. I think they get it even to 500 here with a cruising victory over Bloomingdale. Uh, in the uh, Southwest Michigan 8-man Division 2, uh, a couple more games to talk about. Uh, we've already talked about New Maple Valley and New Buffalo. I will go with... Uh, Maple Valley in a close one there. Um, I will go with Bridgman in a huge way over St. Joseph Lake Michigan Catholic, uh, also known as the Twin City Sharks. They've co-opted with St. Saint jo Saint Joe Lutheran. Uh, they've scored 36 this year and given up 325. And on the contrary, Bridgman comes in as the eight-man Division Zero reigning champs, although they're not able to defend their title. That's a conversation for another day. I still think the MHSA. Uh, could give those teams an opportunity for a shortened playoff, but we'll have that conversation uh, perhaps on a fun episode this offseason. Uh, Bridgman's outscored their opponents 284 to 22. Uh, you look at a guy like Reed Haskins, he's got 25 touchdowns on offense, 17 rushing, 8 passing. Uh, Nate Nikas, 6 scores. Jace Warren, 10 touchdowns. He, last week he had 5, 2 returning, a defensive touchdown, and 2 receiving scores. So they've got a lot of great weapons here. Bridgman uh, should cruise to victory. And finally, Lawrence and Tri-Unity Christian. Uh, give me the Tigers in a close game. Uh, closer, I guess, than most people will expect. So that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, I know we just blew through a ton of games, but we have so many more coming to you uh, over the rest of the week. We will also talk tomorrow about the OK Blue, the OK Gold, and the OK Silver. Uh, later on Thursday this week, we'll talk about the Lakeshore Conferences, the OK Green, the West Michigan Conference, and the Lakes 8. And on Friday, as always, we'll wrap it up with the OK Red and the OK White. So for Zach Tory in the studio, thank you as always for listening to Time Out with the Tories. Have a great night.